Welcome to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. This is a podcast about storms and how we all have tribulation in our life. It's about growing deeper in your faith with Jesus Christ. Being able to talk about things in our life that are hard, things that we don't always talk about to our friends or our family. We're going to be talking about depression and overcoming it, anxiety and overcoming it. And we are going to be talking about suicide. Yes even suicide, people are struggling and they are going through the hardest time of their life. And it's amazing how many people that I know in this Christian world that are struggling with the same thoughts and depression and anxiety that I went through a few years ago. Well, I am here to tell you that there's a way out. You are strong in the Lord and in his might. I just want you to lean in on his mercy. I want you to gather around with your blanket and your coffee. And I want you to just listen for what the Lord has to say to you. I want you to listen for what the Lord wants for you in your life. And I pray blessings and mercy over you and your family. I pray that you will be able to just stand strong in the Lord. For he is good. Yes, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. How is everyone doing today? I hope everyone is doing well and that everyone is staying in the Word of God and just trying to not live in fear, especially now in these times. Okay, so we are going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. So we are going to start our Love Goal series again. Yay, I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, so we're on chapter 6 of John, and we are getting into Jesus Feeds the 5,000. So after this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias, a huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread? to feed all these people. He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with his with this huge crowd. Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered around 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God, and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled 12 baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. 
Wow, isn't that amazing how even when it looks like we don't have enough, that when we give it to God and we give him thanks, then God is able to do so much more with that and multiply it and be able to not just fill you to make you full, but where it overflows and it fills everyone else as well. And as I was rereading this, um, the Lord led me to look a little bit closer. And as it says, it says, tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. It reminded me of Psalms 23, where the Lord says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. It made me think of that verse. And as everyone is at home and in quarantine, and it just almost seems like the Lord is saying, sit down, listen for my voice. Let's spend some time together. At all the attention, everyone is like, what's going on? It's like everyone wants to put all the attention on the coronavirus and have all this fear around it because we don't know or understand it. But just like when we talked about we don't lean on our own understanding and remember that God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love and sound mind. And that's just what I've had to remind myself whenever I have been getting in fear. I have to say, no, God did not give me the spirit of fear. And then I just cast it down. And then I have to just say, you know, I'm okay. God has got me. I'm clinging to the hem of your garment, Jesus. And then just continue to stay in his presence. Okay. When the people saw him do this miraculous sign, they exclaimed, Surely he is the prophet we have been expecting. When Jesus saw that they were ready to force him to be their king, he slipped away into the hills by himself. Wow. Jesus walks on water. Ooh, I love this one. (laughs) That evening, Jesus' disciples went down to the shore to wait for him. Wow, they were waiting beside the still waters for Jesus. But as darkness fell and Jesus still hadn't come back, they got into the boat and headed across the lake toward Capernaum. Soon a gale swept down upon them and the sea grew very rough. They had rowed three or four miles when suddenly they saw Jesus walking on the water toward the boat. They were terrified. But he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. Then they were eager to let him in the boat. And immediately they arrived at their destination. I mean, it's like sometimes when you are going through a storm in your life and you are crying out to Jesus, like, where are you at? Like, where, you know, you're waiting for him to show up before you make the next move and he doesn't come. And at that moment, you're like, okay, well, then let's just go. You know, let's just go through with whatever we've planned to do. 
and you get into your boat and you start going and then all of a sudden the storm starts showing up and you think, did I make the right choice? Did, did I do this without waiting longer for the Lord? Did I, did I work too fast in making my decision and now am I in the will of God or did I step myself out of the will of God? But it shows right here, I've had those questions so many thoughts, so many times in my thoughts, and it shows right here, though, that Jesus, when the, when the storm started like brewing and they were, they were rowing, it says they saw him, they saw him walking on water toward the boat, and they were terrified. But when Jesus called to them, he said, don't be afraid, I am here. And I think it's so important that we remember that even when our storms seem like it's going to break the boat, when it seems like there's no hope left, Jesus is already there. He's been there waiting on the water. He knew you were going to go there. So he was just waiting for you. And he tells you, don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. Don't let this spirit of fear rise up in you. Cast it down. Tell that spirit of fear, I do not partner with you. I send you back and he must go. See, I cast you out, spirit of fear. Go in Jesus name and he must go. There is no name above the name of Jesus. So remember to speak truth and speak the word in your home and anytime situations. I feel like I've been doing that all day today. I do not partner with you, spirit of fear. I do not partner with you, spirit of annoyance. Go in Jesus name. Anyway. Okay. So with this story, I also noticed that John doesn't talk about Peter walking on the water. And I thought that was very like, hmm, John, why, why not tell the story about Peter walking on the water? Because Matthew does. And so Matthew in his story, of course, we all know that story where he talks about when Jesus was walking on the water and they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once and said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter, that's when Peter called to him and said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And then Jesus said, yes, come. And so Peter, who went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus, but when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed Genesaret. I don't know. When the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area. And soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least a fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. Okay, that is my one of my favorite parts in the Bible. And I never even noticed that in John's uh, like witness, eyewitness uh, statement of, you know, his life and the way he talks about what happened. I never realized that he didn't talk about Peter. And later we're going to talk about or we're going to see how him and Peter have this relationship or how their relationship goes further 
throughout this story. So keep your ears peered for that. (laughs) Jesus, the bread of life. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tabiris landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. Wow, they went to go search for Jesus. They were like, where did he go? They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I feed you. Not because you understood the the miraculous signs, but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of approval. They replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. Wow. Can you believe that? Like Jesus says, I don't, God doesn't want you to do anything. He just wants you to believe. He says, believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign. If you want us to believe in you, (laughs) what can you do? I mean, can you imagine asking Jesus, what can you do? After all, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scripture says Moses gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. My father did. And now he offers you the true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread every day. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But you haven't believed in me, even though you have seen me. Wow. However, those the Father has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. And this is the will of God, that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, but that I should raise them up at the last day. For it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. I will raise them up at the last day. Then the people began to murmur in disagreement because he had said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, isn't this Jesus, the son of Joseph? We know his father and mother. How can he say I came down from heaven? But Jesus replied, stop complaining about what I said. For no one can come to me unless the father has sent me, draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. As it is written in the scriptures, they will be taught by God. 
Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I, who was sent from God, have seen him. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. Anyone who eats the bread of heaven, however, will never die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. And this bread, which I will offer so the world may live, is my flesh. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They asked. So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. I live because of the living father who sent me. In the same way, anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that comes down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did. Even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Many disciples desert Jesus. (laughs) Can you imagine after you say all of this stuff, people don't understand you because they don't understand the godly things that you are speaking Sometimes you're like saying all these things, like what Jesus is saying. He's explaining that his, his flesh will be beaten for them, for, his, for their healing. The blood will be shed for the salvation of their sins. But because they were still thinking of physical things in this world and not thinking of heavenly things, they were stuck in the fact of, don't we know him? Isn't his mother Mary and his father Joseph? How can he say he's from heaven? They couldn't even discern that this not only was a man of God, but he is the son of God. And that's what he was trying to explain to them. Like, you don't need anything else. I am here. And without him saying it in so many words, he was saying it, but they just couldn't grasp it yet. And it's so, it's so interesting because whenever you're thinking of someone doing miracles, just think about back in those times think about being there in like the stone ages like where people were stoned to death like think about being there in that moment and you're listening to Jesus speak about this you guys are all like in the dirt like I'm sure there wasn't no streets and you're just like looking at him and he's speaking about these things but you've seen him do miracles I mean at some point where do you say yeah, I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to believe him and just follow him, you know? Okay, so we're going to move on to many disciples desert Jesus. Many many of his disciples said, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see the son of man ascend to heaven again? This spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. 
but some of you do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and sat and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom word I go? He's like, where am I going to go, Jesus? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He has, he was speaking of Judas, son of Simon, Iscariot, one of the 12 who would later betray him. It's like, wow. Like, I mean, sometimes I feel like whenever I hear things from what's going on in this world, I think about this story and I think about how Jesus talks about, um, many disciples desert him, but I pray that during all this time that we have that just like Jesus said that he is raising people up. He says, I will raise them up. And I just keep praying that that's the time that we're in, even if, and it makes me think because I have to remind myself of the verses that we just read that Jesus talks about that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. And then at this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. But I feel like the times that we're living in right now, the things that we're going through, a lot of people are going to be like at home. There's going to be a lot more things happening around them that they're going to have to learn how to manage their stress. And they're going to have to learn how to um, come up with coping mechanisms that will help to um, block out a lot of the outside sources. And the word of God is such a good way to do that. When you strengthen yourself, even if it's just one day at a time, and you just say, I'm going to do this verse, and I'm just going to just continue to learn this verse and speak this verse over me. You do that. You do whatever you have to do to get through this time of being, I feel like it's isolation, but whenever I'm in this isolation mode, I just remind myself that I can either be a grumpy pants or I can just live in the joy of the Lord because he's my strength. And I just worshiped this morning and I did some other things as well, but I want you guys to think about this and don't get out of the habit of doing something to make yourself feel better. And I think you guys should come up with a plan, you know, whether that's reaching out to someone, you know, um, making sure that you are talking to people during this time because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be at home and they're going to not know what to do. They're going to feel lonely. And a lot of people already feel lonely, especially when they go to work or whatever it is. Maybe they don't have, you know, Jesus and they are not sure about their life. You guys are the light of this world and you guys mean so much 
to me and to Jesus and to everyone in the, in the Christian community, we are all one. We are all united and we need the body of Christ to be strong in the Lord. And we need to build each other up and we need to build everyone up because the more you reach out to people that don't know Christ as well, and the more you just pour into them, just love and just more love, they're going to be like, why are you so nice to me? Like no one's reached out to me, not even my friends or my family. Like, why are you being so kind to me? And you can just be like, the Lord put you on my heart. If the Lord put them on your heart, you know, if the Lord didn't put them on your heart and you just want to reach out to them, you just say, I just wanted to reach out to you and show you, I love you, show you that you matter. And you just pray, pray, God, show me the people that you want me to reach out to. If the Lord's like, start a YouTube channel, you do that. If the Lord's like, go do this, go do that. There is so much time right now, even if it feels like they say it's only going to be this long. Well, today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And let us not just be sad in all of this situation. Let us enjoy time with our family. Let us get closer together. And let us remind ourselves that through all of this, we will get through it because this too shall pass. And I pray that as we go through this, that you guys will understand the importance of repentance and prayer and turning from whatever it is that you are dealing with. If it is some sort of, um, you know, sin or just something that you feel like the Lord's been telling you to give it up, um, cast it down. Tell the Lord, take this from me, God. I repent of my sins. I am so sorry that I've been ignoring you when I should have been focusing more on you. God, please show me how to, to worship or show me how to, to love you or how to, to get in your presence. Because many of us, we just, we just don't know. And I remember when I had no idea that God loved me. I didn't even know. And it's a true story. I, my, clo my school closed down and I was going through the Bible and I didn't have anything else to do because I had so much time on my hands now that my school had closed down because I was going to nursing school and man, I might have to just make that a whole different thing. I wasn't even going to talk about this yet until after love goals, but I guess I'll do a little bit of it and then I'll talk about, um, my whole story on the next episode, I guess. But I was in nursing school and my school shut down. Um, I didn't know what to do with myself. And it was like I was going stir crazy in the house. And I probably had watched everything on Netflix and Hulu that I possibly could. And then once I was done with that, because, you know, I didn't know anything, and I just would turn on uh, worship and worship music and uh, sermons just to get me through because it was such a hard time. I remember being so depressed 
and just not knowing what my call was, not knowing what my calling is. And I opened my Bible and I started reading it. And I got to the scripture that says, God is love. And I just saw that and it just jumped out at me. It was like it pierced me deep into my heart. And I started crying so hard because I had no idea that God loved me. And I grew up in the church. I grew up in the church and my dad, he's a deacon now, but when I was younger, he was not a deacon. And my mom, she sang in the choir, but my dad didn't go to church. And so I would just go because my mom would take me. I'm just being honest. And I loved Jesus. I knew who Jesus was. And if anybody would have looked at me, they would have said, yeah, she has a strong relationship with the Lord. But what I didn't know was him. I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know him. I didn't, I knew about him. I knew what he did for my sins. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior, but I didn't follow him. I didn't follow any of his commands. I didn't do anything that he asked me to, you know, I just did whatever I wanted to. I just, you know, lived my life. I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. I didn't know that you know, I always thought that God was mad at me. I always thought that, I don't know why I thought that. I always thought that God didn't care about me. Um, but I always knew Jesus did, which I think that's just a lie from the enemy. Like, how can Jesus love me and God not love me? You know? And so I just kind of realized that I had it all wrong. When I read that verse, that God is love, it pierced me so deep in my spirit that I cried and cried and cried and I repented. I repented of that and my sins and some other stuff as well. And I will never forget it. My husband came home and I didn't have any shoes on and he looked at me and he said, you look taller. And I thought to myself, I feel lighter. And I'm pretty sure God broke a lot of things off of me that I was carrying around that I didn't need to carry because at that moment I repented and I gave it all to Jesus and it was the best thing I ever did, you know, and I remember whenever I rededicated my life to the Lord and, um, I got rebaptized and all this other stuff. It was so great. And it still is so I think it's just so amazing for me to look back and think about it. Like even in that season of my life, when I feel like I was quarantined, then um, I came out so much stronger in the Lord. And now I can see it again as well, that the Lord is going to birth some things out of you and he's going to show you how to to do things and how to live for him he's going to show you how to start speaking to people and how to bring them you know into the kingdom with love because that is one of the greatest commandments he says he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the other is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And I know it's hard because many of us are like, well, what if I don't love myself? What if I struggle with that? 
just start with loving people and loving yourself for who God made you to be and just be looking for something that God has done for you in your life. Like, God, thank you for my body. Thank you for my health. Thank you that I can move around. God, thank you. Like anything, thank you for a mind that I can think on my own. And then the rest will follow. Thank you, God, for um, spiritual life. Thank you, God, for, for sending Jesus, you know? Thank you. That's not something to just be like, oh, well, thank you. No, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. And thank you for making a way for me to get to heaven through Jesus. And just thank him. Just be thankful. And I, I guarantee that God will bless that because when you are thankful, it multiplies. I mean, Jesus proved it with, with the food. And I thought it was so interesting when Jesus said, you only came over here because I feed you, but I tell you there's more to life than food. And I'm thinking, okay, Jesus, because, you know, I love to eat, but I have to remind myself that I can't just live on this world. I have to feed myself spiritually as well. So make sure that you guys are in the word of God and that you guys are seeking his face. And remember to repent from your sins and to love each other and to love, love, love yourself, okay? Because you're beautiful and you're amazing and God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? All right, so let's end this in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for everything that you do for us, Father. I pray, God, that you will just clothe us in your righteousness. Pour out your spirit upon us, Father. Let us feel your peace. Father God, thank you for letting us spend this wonderful time together. And Father, I pray for each and every person listening to this podcast, Father, I pray that you will pour out blessings upon them, that you will bless them and their children and their children's children, Father, wherever they are in this world, Father God, that you are their protection, you are their shield, and that you are their refuge and their safe place, Father. Be their shelter in this time. Keep them covered, by your grace and your mercy, God. Surround them with your love and your patience and your joy. Father God, restore their joy. If they are feeling like they can't go on or that they are feeling like this is so much that they've lost their job or something in their family, you know, they've both lost their job. Father God, restore them. Father, give them peace of mind. Pour out your peace that passes all understanding, Father. And thank you, Jesus, for being our hope. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you're doing for us in our lives, Father. I pray that you will just continue to watch over us, that even as we sleep, you are with us, God, because you never sleep. Thank you, God, for everything that you do. Thank you for being there for us, God. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving our side and being there for us. Whenever it seems like everything around us is falling apart, you, God, are the same God that you were today, yesterday, and forevermore. Action over our family and over our homes, Father. I just thank you for everything that you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 
All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I pray that you guys will be blessed throughout the week and that you guys will not have any stress and that you will just give it to the Lord. Yes, just give it over to him. Say, you know what, God, what what extra day can I add to my life than to worry? You know, like the verse says, what more can you add to your life if you worry? You can't. So just give it to him. Just say, you know what, Jesus, I give it to you. Do just take it. All right. (laughs) Okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. God bless you.